welcome to another episode of Access Ability. It's a show on YouTube where I talk about the video game industry, accessibility, and representation. Basically, how can we help more people to play games, and more people to see themselves in the games they play? I'm your host, Laura. I'm a white woman with bright blue hair, shaved on one side, wearing a plain black dress. When it comes to video games, I think most of you watching this video will at some point have experienced something called a flow state, whether you knew the term for it or not. It often happens when you're playing a somewhat repetitive game with fairly limited interactions that has somewhat of a rhythmic structure to how you play. Maybe you've been playing Guitar Hero for several hours and suddenly you're not even thinking about it but you're nailing every note. Maybe you're playing Super Hexagon and you're dodging every obstacle and you feel like your mind has gone totally blank. It's this zone where you are thinking and you are focusing and you are doing the activity to a point where you're not even realising you're doing it, you're just sort of in the zone, you're, you're in the flow. Games with limited possible interactions that are consistently paced can be really good for thinking about other things in the background. The way that a flow state works is that you are doing really well, a lot of your brain is focused on doing something really well, but you're not doing it consciously, you've reached a point where your conscious brain has been able to sort of disengage from that task, and that sometimes gives you room to think about things without, you know, really thinking about them. Sometimes when I struggle to come up with video ideas for this series, I'll play games deliberately to try and get into a flow state, because if I sit down and try and force myself to think of an idea, it doesn't always work. But if I let it happen in the background while the rest of my brain is focused on something else, it can really help me to come up with those ideas. It's a very specific state of mind, that can be really useful for background processing ideas. Perhaps the most classic example of this is Tetris, a game that for decades people have been using to mentally clear their mind and zone out. However, some recent studies over the last few years have shown that, in clinical settings, zoning out to Tetris might have some actual tangible real-world benefits for people trying to recover from PTSD. So today, on Access Ability, we're going to be talking about some of the studies into the therapeutic use of Tetris for helping people recover from PTSD. We're going to talk a little bit about what PTSD is. We're going to talk about one of the kinds of therapy for PTSD, called EMDR therapy. We're going to talk about how Tetris can be incorporated into EMDR therapy, and some of the unique benefits that have been found in these studies by combining the two. And we're going to talk about some of the ways that other games that are not strictly Tetris, most of them are clones, can in some ways be more beneficial than Tetris itself in terms of providing what is needed for EMDR therapy. Before I get any further into this video, I want to be clear that nothing in this video should be taken as medical advice or opinion. Please talk to a medical professional about your treatment plans for PTSD, rather than taking your advice directly from a gaming accessibility YouTuber without a medical training background. I have consulted with people who understand this condition, who understand the study, and understand the types of therapy involved, but there is a limit to what I can do as someone who is researching this from the outside. Let's start by talking a little bit about what PTSD is, and how EMDR therapy for the condition is intended to work. Post-traumatic stress disorder is a condition in which a person experiences stress as a result of trauma that reaches a stage in their life where it impacts their ability to live their life day to day. Most people experience trauma in their lives, but the degree to which it impacts us, or our responses to those sources of trauma, are what constitute a PTSD diagnosis. 
While PTSD is commonly thought of as impacting people like soldiers who have seen war, the condition can impact people for a wide variety of trauma sources, ranging from parental neglect to an abusive relationship. Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing Therapy, otherwise known as EMDR therapy, works on the theory that PTSD can be caused by experiences of traumatic events that the brain doesn't properly process and store at the time. Put simply, during traumatic events the brain is focused on keeping you alive and that survival mode can mess up how you store memories, causing them to potentially repeat as flashbacks. These flashbacks can involve the sensory information, emotions, and memories of the traumatic event being relived, causing intense distress at times long after the occurrence of the event itself. The same areas of the brain that handle external stimuli are active during these flashbacks. They're not simply being remembered, but re-experienced as if they're happening externally in the moment. This can lead a person with PTSD to experience highly elevated amounts of stress, which can lead to physical changes in the brain, like the decreasing in size of the hippocampus, which leads to increased rates of depression. The trauma of PTSD makes physical changes to the brain that can have lasting impacts. EMDR therapy focuses on combining eye movements with bilateral body movements, such as crossing your arms and alternating capping on certain parts of the body in order to make thinking about the traumatic event less emotionally intense, due to the movements offering a mental distraction. By engaging the brain in this way, combined with traditional therapy, studies have found that traumatic memories can be more easily processed and stored differently, leading to reductions in PTSD symptoms. EMDR therapy can still be traumatic for some, but for others it gives enough mental distance to make therapy more manageable. It's not the only therapy option for PTSD, but it's one option that can be helpful. So how does Tetris play into this? Well, in the summer of 2020, a study found that by combining gameplay sessions of Tetris with traditional EMDR therapy sessions, compared to just EMDR therapy alone, the group that incorporated Tetris had measurably improved hippocampus growth in adult participants, which correlated to a greater reduction in PTSD symptoms, as well as a greater reduction in depression and anxiety. To put that into context, the group who incorporated Tetris actively saw increased reversal of the physical changes that stress from trauma causes to the brain. The study also found that the positive results of EMDR seemed to last longer in those who combined Tetris play with EMDR therapy. This is a single study, and it doesn't definitively state whether the improvements were caused by having a task to focus on while processing the traumatic events, or by Tetris being just mental work that could be substituted for something else, but the core of the finding seems to be that Tetris, alongside EMDR therapy, can improve the quality of improvements seen by people with PTSD. Additionally, it has also been theorised that playing Tetris directly in the aftermath of a traumatic event can have a similar effect, and help to ensure that the traumatic memory is properly processed. Now, at this point in the video I'm moving outside the bounds of the study, and I'm talking more anecdotally about the experiences of those with PTSD that I have spoken to, who have been engaging with Tetris after news of this study started to spread. While there is no definitive proof, most people I spoke to with PTSD, who have had positive experiences with Tetris alongside EMDR therapy, seem to attribute the reaction to the game's flow state, and its similarities to how EMDR works. Both playing Tetris and EMDR therapy 
focus on eye movements and bilateral body movements as a distraction. The key difference with Tetris is that the activity itself is a bit more mentally engaging. Because someone playing Tetris has to actively engage with those eye movements and sensory inputs, dedicate a bit more focus to them, while replicating the conditions used in safe EMDR therapy, it's easier to get lost in those movements, helping to compartmentalise their actions and the memories they're focused on. Quinn Clark, whose pronouns are they, them, is a writer, researcher, and a person with complex PTSD, who helped with some of the writing on this video script. Here's what they had to say on the subject, as someone who has undergone EMDR therapy in the past. Dissociation and comorbid dissociative disorders are commonly associated with PTSD, including states of depersonalization, detachment from oneself, and derealization, detachment from one's reality. This state is entered involuntarily in order to protect us against the very real pain of re-experiencing a traumatic memory through a flashback. When someone dissociates due to the pain of a traumatic event, they can end up dissociating as a coping mechanism to avoid that pain and therefore delay the process of properly storing their traumatic memories. This is what EMDR aims to rectify. It would make sense then that having a safe, predictable, distracting form of entertainment which utilises bilateral body movement, like Tetris gameplay, would help the processing of traumatic memories. During a flashback, panic attack, or dissociative episode, a helpful technique is to ground yourself using movement, sight, sound, touch, taste, and smell. I can anecdotally attest to the benefits of video games helping me come out of a flashback. Now, not all Tetris versions and modes are equally useful for this. One aspect of Tetris highlighted to me while working on this video was the need for modes where a player can set a consistent gameplay speed. As default, most Tetris games force the player to increase in speed and difficulty the longer they play. This can cause the game to get more stressful and take up more mental processing to keep up with, disrupting the benefits of getting lost in the zone for a while. The last thing you want if you're using this as an EMDR therapy tool is to abruptly find your grounding tool getting too difficult and hitting a game over screen. Additionally, many Tetris games are not portable or on dedicated devices a person may not always carry with them, which can limit their effectiveness. Someone having a flare-up of symptoms or a flashback may not have a console or handheld on hand to play Tetris on short notice when it's most useful as a therapeutic tool. Ideally, a version of Tetris on a phone would be most likely to be accessible at any given time, as phones are more commonly kept on someone's person day to day. That said, there are some third-party Tetris clones that do seem to tackle some of these issues, as well as some Tetris games that have modes which manage some of these concerns with slight caveats. Tetrio, T-E-T-R dot I-O, is a browser-based game on PC that has a Zen mode, where players can set a set speed level and turn off levelling in order to play Tetris at a fixed speed which does not change for as long as they want or need. Nullpo Mino is a downloadable PC Tetris clone that has a similar customization option to allow for consistent speed play, with a slightly more polished control setup. By going to practice mode you can set a speed that does not increase. On Android and iOS phones, Classic Blocks is a Tetris clone that, while very barebones, allows you to manually set a gameplay speed which does not change, if you would benefit from having Tetris on hand without needing a dedicated device to play it on. If you're looking for an official Tetris game that is portable, modern, and supports unchanging gameplay speed of a reasonable length, 
Tetris Effect on Switch supports fairly lengthy, but not unlimited length, fixed speed gameplay. Players can go to Effect Mode, then Quick Play, and set a consistent speed match. At most, you can play 600 line clears worth of Tetris, but that will take a long time to complete, roughly an hour at level 1 speed, and for most players that will be plenty. While Tetris isn't a definitive treatment for PTSD, it's not even a treatment for PTSD by itself, the fact that when combined with EMDR therapy it seems to have additional benefits is really exciting news. It's wonderful that we have found something that seems to be accessible and seems to make EMDR therapy more effective. EMDR therapy for PTSD is all about grounding, distancing, and distracting yourself while you re-engage with traumatic experiences. If a Tetris flow state can help you to get that level of distraction while being engaged and doing the activities you need to do for EMDR, if it can provide an engaging distraction to help you to meaningfully work through those traumatic experiences and to engage with EMDR therapy, that's fantastic. We can't overstate how great that is as an option to discuss with someone that is helping you work out your treatment plan. Trauma can be really distressing to engage with, and if Tetris can be a more engaging distraction that works on the principles that already make EMDR work for many people, that's a great option to be aware of. While you should obviously discuss any of your PTSD treatment plans with a psychologist, rather than taking your advice directly from a gaming YouTube video, Tetris alongside EMDR might be a useful grounding tool and may be worth discussing with your healthcare professional. If you and your therapist decide to do this, it's really important that you remember to separate your gaming for therapy from your gaming for fun. Working through trauma is a lot of hard work, and you deserve space away from that. You deserve things that are fun for you and are not working on therapy all of the time. And there is a very real possibility that if you discuss this with your therapist or your healthcare provider, and they decide this is right for you, Tetris may become a game for therapy. It may not be a game that you can play for fun anymore, and that is something you should bear in mind, because you need things you can do outside of therapy that are fun, that are for you, because if you decide to do this, it might help you, but you might have a different relationship with Tetris afterwards, and you need to be aware of that possibility. 